Before you listen to this episode, I want to give a pre-warning. Mental health concerns will be discussed in this episode, so trigger warning advised. Please make sure that you are following up with your mental health care provider or that you seek mental health assistance with your local provider. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this bonus episode this week, Mental Health for Teens. Now, I know some of you are out there listening, wondering where did this topic come from? Actually, a high school classmate of mine that I graduated with reached out to me and inspired this particular episode. I hope she tunes in and listens. And we have a special guest today. Also, I'd like to reintroduce um, Alexander. For those uh, that have not listened to the previous episode, first off, shame on you. You should rewind right now. Just pause and go listen to that episode because it is phenomenal. And then come back and listen to this episode. All right, Alex, we're going to do it again, girl. You ready? I am ready. Yes, yes. So, Tell the listeners about your background with children and mental health. All right. Um, again, I have a degree in psychology, early childhood development and family studies and mm-hmm. social work. Right now, I am a licensed school clinician or licensed school social worker at MSCS all over. Awesome. Awesome. So you are seeing, I'm sure, lots of things right now. I'm almost certain, which uh, for those that do not know, this is, of course, recorded in 2023. But by the time you listen, it'll be in 2024. So um, what symptoms when you are working and practicing do you see in children or teenagers that may need mental health? It could be isolation. It could be simple things like them giving their things away, um, them saying that they'll see you on the other side, them mm-hmm. um, self-harming, cutting themselves, mm-hmm. um, not going to school, not being themselves, standoffish. Um, if they have traumatic events, um, family dysfunction, conflict with peers, emotions and feelings that are negative um the way that they talk the way that they present themselves if they aren't their norm Mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't realize that that is really big when they start moving different and when they start saying farewell goodbyes that those could be mental health issues Oh, that's deep right there. And for those, of course, that are listening, you know, these are definitely deep conversations, you know, that you may want to have with your child, especially if you're seeing some of these particular things um, that she's talking about right now. So, and I do try to remind people, not everybody comes from, as I call it, the cookie cutter home where you have the perfect mom, the perfect dad, the perfect family, the perfect situation. You never know what a child or a teenager may be going through at their home. And then you see them in the school environment and you expect them to be 100, as we call it. 
and mm-hmm. they are not okay. Like you start seeing stuff like that and it should definitely start raising some red flags. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So what do you tell parents when they're reluctant to seek mental health for their children? Um, I usually have workshops for parents because oh. I want to know me so I introduce myself and I let them know what I do and I have to reiterate that I am not taking their children from them because the biggest thing now is I don't want you talking about what's happening in the household they're going to take you from me instead I break down everything that I do and I let them know that my therapy sessions actually builds confidence and help manage emotions, improves independence, helps manage stress and helps work through challenges and other things that they are going through in school that parents don't know about. We also offer family therapy for free if the school goes to MSCS. So, and this is in every MSCS school, um, is therapy for the family and for the children. So, If they don't go to the workshop, then I will call and introduce myself and ask if we could meet before meeting the child. But also, um, teachers, administrative team, anybody who's an adult or a friend who's concerned about another student or Mm -hmm. a friend, they could come to me and refer the child to me and I can go check on the child. Oh, that's wonderful. So it doesn't have to be the parent saying that they can come in, that someone else that maybe sees. So like a teacher sees a child struggling in school and they can kind of jump in and say, hey, can you see such and such? They just, I, I just need you to see them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. And I love the fact that you said family therapy is free at those those specific schools. That is so awesome. Yes, I love it. Um, I do have a lot of families who come to see me and it helps a lot Mm -hmm. because they not not only get healed from what's going on currently, but also if they've been dealing with childhood um, traumas or losses. So it helps all around and it also helps them understand each other better because Mm -hmm. their bond is growing. Oh, that's wonderful. So that that's the child as well as the parent. So they're all in therapy together with you at the same time. Yes. That is awesome. I love that. Yes. So um, I have been approached with that particular question also. So what I always tell them is while spiritual faith is important, there may be more help that is needed here. Because a lot of times, especially in the African-American communities, it's like the first thing that most will say is we just need to go to church and pray about it and it will be okay. Like we've all heard that at least one time by one of our elders or somebody in the community will say that. And I tell people all the time, like I am absolutely a Christian. I believe in our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. However, if there is other things that are going on in that child's head, besides spirituality you may need additional help for your home on how to manage it especially if you've never had to deal with it before like especially like bipolar children or schizophrenic children children with autism I know um, me personally my brother is autistic so we had never had an autistic person 
um, in our particular family circle until he came along. And it was different for us because, you know, he had behaviors and trying to adjust with him not verbalizing how he wants stuff like me and you say, I want I want to go to the store and get some juice. Well, he's not going to say that, you know, he may point at the juice or go get the juice or have a behavior and get the juice like it is, it's different for them. So having um, an outlet in which you can talk about stuff like that and learn to adapt in a different way is so therapeutic. Yeah, and another thing about that, the good thing about therapy, it helps you find out if you or your child needs to be evaluated because sometimes you don't know. Mm -hmm. Especially in the Black community, corporal punishment and, you know, spankings and all of that. Yes, yes. When I've had clients come and see me and we end up evaluating and find out they have ADHD or a behavior disorder. And when we find out we can have other things that could help them, you know, evolve and it works. You just Mm -hmm. have to do the work. So I definitely tell my parents it's not just for the child, but also for them because you just never know what's going on with them mentally. Yes, absolutely. And bullying, like nowadays, I tell my kids, it's like a different breed of bullying. Like back in, you know, when you went to school, I went to school, like it was just a little bit of bullying. And then the kid would eventually go on. Like nowadays, girl, they can bully online and bully in person. Like the bullying is like whole nother level bullying. And that also kind of builds up to a child's mental health. Absolutely. They have so much access to things that we didn't. Yes. And so it's, it like triples all of the problems that we had. Like we had a, we had a lot, but now they have so many because people can reach them. Social media, text messaging, um, school, sports, events, so many different things. So that's another reason I introduce myself because I want the parents to know the child is not by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I want like I just want them to realize that therapy is for everybody. You don't want your child constantly getting kicked out of school for something that they've done that could have gotten help or resolved. Um a lot of times when I teach my alcohol and drug classes, mm-hmm. It's never for me to make them stop doing alcohol and drugs, but seeing what the problem is that makes them go to alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. So I break down things like that, too, when I'm talking to parent parents, because some of them are so closed minded mm-hmm. that they need someone who is not related to them to talk to them and explain to them. Things are different now, like kids can go get everything that they ever wanted out of a store. We couldn't do that. So Mm -hmm. I make sure I know like the edibles, the vapes. I saw it at a corner store the other day and I was like, it's just that accessible. So let's talk about it and figure out why this child has a vape. Yes. 
I totally, because of course, back in our day, vapes and edibles, they didn't exist. Like, what is that? They did not exist. Nowadays, you're right, it's so accessible. And then you think about as they get older and get access to a car, they literally can drive to a party and all of that stuff could be there for them to try and then get addicted to or um, combine with other stuff and not realize what they're doing and end up in the hospital. Like it's so accessible nowadays. Yeah, yeah. it really is. That is just mind blowing to me. So uh, you as a parent, have you ever had to tackle mental health concerns with your children? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Did I know? No. And that mm -hmm. is why I love what I do now, because so many times we as parents think we know our children or know that since we give them a good life. So we think we yes. give them a good life that they don't have to go through anything. That's not the case. Um, back in our days, we had to grow up with thick skin. These days, they're more vocal. They're more expressive. So, but they're expressive to the friends, not the parents. Yes. So I did get a call a few years back mm -hmm. um, from a friend of one of my children, and she was concerned Oh, I got on it right then and there. And I noticed there was a mental health crisis. So I did everything that I needed to do, got the necessary steps. Um, I got the therapy that was needed. And we worked on it for about six months. And it helped dramatically. Um, that is another reason why I pushed myself to get the students at the schools that I worked um, with I try to get them into therapy because you just never you may think you know but you have no idea especially if the child is quiet or doesn't talk anyway you you won't know it's, yes. it's just it's different I've had a lot of clients and a lot of people come my way have a hundred cuts on one arm parents never saw it um, now they're cutting behind the knee so the parent really? yes so the parent won't oh. see it so it's just paying attention to the behaviors and paying attention to your child's routine you never know simply ask how was your day anything you want to discuss anything bothering you um it's just so our small sentences means a lot to them and we have to realize if we don't talk to them, we won't know. We can't assume that they're okay because sometimes they're not. That's right. Absolutely. And see, I'm learning, of course, as we're sitting here recording behind the knee. Like I personally have not seen that clinically uh, as far as the cutting. I've seen it uh, in primary on the wrist and the forearm places that, or I've also seen it top of the arm also because they're, it's, it's, they, go for places that their parents don't normally look. So if they're wearing a long mm -hmm. sleeve or a, a short sleeve that they can pull down, that's a place for them to kind of release and still hide it also. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's just different now. Um, and I mainly hear that it's not for suicide. It's for power for them to think that they have control over something. 
that's dealing with them because they don't have control anywhere else in their life. So that's another reason why I always encourage parents to talk to them and allow them to have a voice because you really don't know. One day you can wake up and she can be smiling. The next day, suicide. We want to stop it before it goes to suicide. Yes, absolutely. Uh, definitely. And as a parent myself, yes, I have kind of dealt with that with my children as well. Um, something that I actually, through my therapy sessions with my therapist, something that she brought to my attention and I try to remind myself each time I feel like I'm kind of projecting it on my children. Um, I must stop. Um, and I'm mentioning this to parents. If you are listening, stop projecting your wants and desires on your children if they are not the desires of what they want. So because I want you to have straight A's, if that's not possible for you to have that, that pressure can lead that child to mental health concerns, depression, anxiety, like it can work them up more than what they need to be because that pressure that that parent is applying on them saying it, it's got to be perfect. I have to do that. Or they're like gonna, my parent is going to be on me. And that was something she brought to my attention. I just thought, you know, sometimes you want to just push your kids to be like top of the class. But like she mentioned to me, if that is not what their desire is for it, and they're doing other things, activities or whatever have you, and they're not able to do that, that extra credit, credit uh, pressure that you're putting on them could backfire. And it could actually not give you what you want, A, and B, their grades, it, it just it just won't, as she mentioned to me, it doesn't work well for either one of you um, at that particular point. You need to change your mindset, have conversations, real conversations with your children, like you just mentioned, asking them how was your day and every day is they're not going to respond that things were great be receptive when they say that their day didn't go well and as she has reminded me unplug when they say that so you can pay attention to signs when you need to be more present with them so mm -hmm. you can help them through those difficult days because they mentioned that their day was bad and then they tell you the whole spiel of why it was bad, but you were on your phone the whole time. You only caught bits and pieces of that. And then their next time they're going to be, I'm not going to tell her next time because she ain't even paying attention to me now. Right. And that's yeah. where effective communication comes from. Mm -hmm. You have to actually give them your undivided attention, especially yes. if you expect that from them. So an another thing, allow them to open up and talk honestly. Whether it's going to hurt your feelings or make yeah. you feel some type of way, we're not perfect. So we can't expect our children to be perfect. And also, we've made thousands of mistakes before we turn into an adult. So allow them to make theirs. Just talk to them because if you're not paying attention and you are on your phone or paying attention another way to something that doesn't involve them, mm -hmm. they may and sometimes you won't be able to do anything about it. So just effective communication, not only talking to them so that you can have a comeback, but actually sitting and listening to what they're saying so that they could know you are there to care for them. I, yes. I, just, I just think communication is very vital when it comes to teenagers. 
Yes, absolutely. You want to you want to know what they're thinking versus you trying to figure out what they're thinking and then you on one path and them on another path and y'all are just kind of passing each other in the night in two different yeah. directions. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, what are some ways that parents can create mentally safe environments for their children? Okay, some parents won't like this. Come on with it. Come on with it. But the number one is just trusting them to do what you taught them to do. If you know that you've taught them right, then allow them to go out and make decisions because sometimes what we think it is, it's not. So just allow them to be them without us hovering over them. Give them privacy. Because that's another thing. If you trust me, then you won't have to micromanage me in a sense. Um, mm -hmm. Also, give them a chance to grow. If they don't fail, they can't grow. Um, you can let them slip. I always tell my kids this. I might let you slip, but I won't let you fall. So allow them to slip so that they can understand either you're going to learn the easy way or the hard way. But just don't put so much pressure on them to where they don't even want to go to school anymore. Um, I've had a lot of clients whose parents push them to the limit, want them to get straight A's. We didn't get straight A's. Well, some of us didn't get straight A's. And I know that you want the best for your child. However, their best doesn't have to be your best. So it's just understanding that it won't go how you want it to go. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. And that first part that you mentioned was actually one of my therapist recommendations to me when it comes to uh, my children, as far as trusting that you raise them right, you, you have to give them the opportunity to, if they stumble, allowing them to make the mistakes because you yourself made mistakes, you know, so you have to give them that opportunity as well um, to make the mistakes. So I, I definitely love uh, everything that you mentioned there. But that first nugget, yep, it stuck with me because <laughs> I hear my therapist voice in my head now. Um, sometimes when I'm ready to correct my children and I'm like, mm, wait, wait, Paul, let's, let's reel it back. Like I have to I got to trust that what I have preached to you a thousand and one times on the thousand and second, I hope it stuck. We're going to see if it stuck. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard. It's hard to get it's in that, that routine. But, you know, one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely one step at a time. Yes, absolutely. Um, Some ways that I kind of toss in as far as my own personal parenting style um, I do like to create um, quiet space days where we literally, there's nothing on our calendar. We ain't going nowhere. Everybody's in their own personal space. If you want to listen to music, if you want to read, you want to watch TV, binge watch something, everybody's in their own space. Unless you need something from the other person that's in their space, uh, we just having our moment. Please leave us be. But as I always say, the Harvey house is closed. Like they know when I close the garage down, the Harvey house is closed. And it is time to have our little quiet space day. So that is a way that um, I like to create a, a personal relaxing environment for the kids. 
um, interacting with them in quality family time during like a family meal. Sometimes we get a chance to do that. Or recently we have been incorporating just random family game nights on the weekends where we just get random games and we pick our teams and we battling it out two on two, however we get in there uh, for bragging rights and smack talking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A bond with your family, and yeah, it's it is. that sometimes I need to take their break, and that's yeah. practicing self care too. So all that you're saying, it hit it like that is it. Yeah. You you have to give yourself time to take a break. If you don't, you're gonna tire yourself out. So giving yourself time to do something for you, just stepping back from mm -hmm. the world and giving yourself time to breathe in your own personal isolation phase is very beneficial. It's going to help. And please, please know parents that children need mental health days too. Yes, Lord, they do. I'm so glad you said that. Yes, they do. Because I have definitely, yes, when we have been traveling and I feel like we got in super late and I opt to not go to work or I'm off the next day, I have asked my kids, would you you like a mental health day? And babe, we will sit at this house and not move the <laughs> entire day. It is wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Children do need mental health days too. Well, um, are there any additional words or thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Um, I would just say if you or your child do need therapy, try the school first. Because as I stated at the beginning, MSCS has free therapy, group, family, and individual we also teach alcohol and drug classes um, to where if your child has been kicked out due to drugs and alcohol, they can go to our classes and they can finish and go back to school. Um, our classes are 10 hours. That means one hour a day. Um, also, we have other resources for homelessness, mm -hmm. um, domestic violence, you know, so yes. many different opportunities that we have for children and their parents and families that a lot of people don't take advantage of. So I just want to put it out there that um, Memphis Shelby County Schools, mm -hmm. we do have a lot of opportunities and resources that parents may need. Awesome. I love that. So listeners, you hear it there. You've heard it here first. Please reach out for these resources. You would be surprised at the free opportunities that you have to help not only you, but your child as well. Um, so let the listeners know if they want to reach out to you to connect, where can they find you at? <laughs> um, my email address is alexanderp9 at gmail.com. And Alexander is spelled A-L-E-X-Z-A-N-D-E-R. Excellent. All right, listeners, you have heard her here first. Um, reach out to Alex if you have any additional questions and concerns when it comes to not only whether you need therapy, but um, mental health for children and teens as well. So I'll leave you guys with this.
create a strong mental foundation for children and teens so they can function well as adults. This is Dr. H with Alex. Until next time. Don't forget to leave Dr. H a review. This can be done by scrolling to the end of the episode where you should see the stars as well as rate and review. I would love to read off your rating on the next episode to show the listeners some love. Platforms include Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeart, Spotify, and now YouTube Music.